0: Right then, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the return of the Goldmouth Scramble podcast. Um, it's been a while. I've, I've had a few problems um, over the last year sort of uploading a few bits and pieces, so I sort of got a bit disheartened by that and, and had sort of decided not to do one. Uh, really just, just didn't feel like doing it for a while. So, um, But it's fine. I'm good now, um, ready to get going again on the... Uh, on the old po- podcast bandwagon, um, hopefully get a few more d- views, listens, and stuff, and and have some good conversations with some good people, um, and uh, just you know, generally just just carry the conversation a little bit. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's one of those things you can you can listen to the radio and and all that sort of thing. But I really, you know, I want to make this very interactive. Uh, put the podcast out there. Put my opinions out there. Um, and then and see what you guys think, and then and maybe try and answer some of those questions every every now and then, um, and at the beginning of the next podcast, you know. However, um, however we look to do it, um, obviously, as I say, been a while, been a whole year, missed the whole Premier League season, not spoken to you guys since the World Cup. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend as if um, last season didn't really happen. Um, and sort of start from this season. Let's really start with the stories of the day. Um, I'm not sort of looking to rehash over everything um, because, to be honest, what would be the point? Um, I'd need 10, 20 podcasts <laughs> to catch up on it all. So let's um, let's pretend as if we're sort of starting afresh. Um, go from there. Um, obviously, if you guys have any questions for me about last season or or um, or anything like that, then Feel free to to fire them at me. A lot went on last year. It was it was a very very good season um, for football um, for for English football in particular. Um, so uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's crack on um, and uh, and see see where we get. Um, obviously. I' started at quite i have started again at quite an opportune moment really because obviously the last one I did was about the World Cup and I was talking about England quite a lot um and we're in an international break um at the moment so it's um it's pretty good actually so we because we can start with the game on uh on saturday um Gareth Southgate's men beating uh Bulgaria it was. Four nil. Now I, I, I wasn't sure about this guy. I don't know a lot about the Bulgarians anymore. Um, I used to think they were quite dangerous, um, with you know, Berbatov, Stilian Petrov, Martin Petrov. But obviously, that was a few years ago now. Um, so it just wasn't really that um, that in sync with what was going on in Bulgarian football, particularly internationally, or you know, or in their league, or just generally, generally. So I didn't really know what to expect. Um but you know the bookies had England very heavily favoured. And I think, to be honest, um it was one uh, with Gareth Southgate regards his starting line up and everything like that. Um Pickford was definitely the right I think I think he got it spot on. Um, you know, Pickford was the right choice. Uh you, you know, starting Rashford instead of Sancho maybe was the only dubious um selection. But I think Rashy needs that he needs that bit of uh that little bit of confidence. He needs to know that he's still one of the main men because at the moment, obviously things aren't going great at United. Um, and he's trying his best and he's, you know, he's working hard still. Um, but, he, I mean, he can only do so much, really. And, and I do think that he's... He's not he's obviously not carrying Manchester United. He's not playing well enough to carry Manchester United. He only got himself a couple of goals at the beginning of the season. Um, but I, I just think... I think Southgate did the right thing there. He, he, he put him into a game where... Um, there was there was no real danger of him getting caught out or uh, anything like that, uh, or him having to worry about um, really having any problems. Not he, he didn't really have to do any defensive work. Um, you know he, he didn't really have to do anything uh, too major in that sense anyway. So I think Southgate made made the right decision there. Um, I thought Declan Rice, obviously as you know, if you listened to me uh, last year, you'll know that I'm a West Ham fan and Declan Rice having the full 90 minutes um, brought a bit of warmth to my heart. Uh, Obviously, you know, a lot of West Ham fans have been crying out for Mark Noble to be in there for years and years um, and that hasn't happened for whatever reason. Um, I think he's very unlucky not to get a call up at all, um, even if he doesn't get a cap, just to call up into the squad, um, see how he gets on. Uh, You know, it's just, it's it's one of those things. Um, But obviously... England heavily favoured to beat Bulgaria. They're heavily favoured to beat Kosovo. Qualifying's never really a problem for England, um, apart from obviously 2008 and Steve McLaren, but we won't talk about that. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's not really qualifying that's the issue. It's it's once we get to tournaments and we looked good last year in the World Cup. But a lot of people will argue that you know, well, we didn't play anybody uh really, you know, and when we did the Belgians and, and the Croatians of this world, when we did play them they you know they beat us and they beat us quite soundly. Um I'd say the first Belgian game doesn't really count but the you know the second one the, the third third place playoff does. And uh and then obviously the semi-final against Croatia. So you know there's a lot of growing to do for, for Southgate. I do think they are improving. I thought they were brilliant in the in the Nations League. Um unlucky against Holland just lack that creative force in the midfield, but then I think that's where James Madison uh, comes in in particular, and, and, and Mason Mount as well. Um, anyway, let's get back to the Let's actually let's talk about something a little bit different. Um, so, WSL uh, Women's Super League kicked off yesterday. Um, to you know, what really was amazing an amazing response after the Women's World Cup. Uh, I was quite engrossed in the Women's World Cup, particularly the, the semi-final, England the USA. Um, and we were—I mean, they were the better side, I think, and they are the best side in the world. But you know, we we missed a penalty. We had a goal disallowed through—it was a very tight offside call through VAR. Um, and we we had a great chance to win that game. And, and if we'd have won that game, who knows? We may have gone on and won won the tournament. I think the winner of that game probably. You know, I said it before, and you know, and and it it came true. The winner of that game probably went on and won the tournament, and and that's what happened. Um, Still a way to go to catch up with the USA, but um, but yeah, brilliant from the girls uh, over the summer, uh, just like it was the guys last year, Um, and it's and it's really shown because I mean, last season I saw a statistic uh, saying last season throughout the whole season the WSL. Pulled in, sold 92,000 uh, tickets or had 92,000 capacity um, at stadiums throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole of last season. And yesterday alone, um, or this weekend alone, they had 60,000 people going. So it really has that World Cup really has pushed the game a bit more to the fore and, and just and just put it more in the public consciousness. And obviously, people have seen that. I think for years and years there was a little bit of a, a stigma around women's football that the quality wasn't there, um, it wasn't fast enough, it wasn't good enough it was, you know, it, it, and it, it still doesn't attract it as it should commercially um, but Barclays have, have pumped a bit of money in there, about £10 million now into the, uh, the WSL um, and it really is just going to improve the game. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's sad to say, but you know, money talks, and uh, the more money that gets pumped into the women's game, uh, the better the coaching can become. The more a viable option it becomes for the top coaches around the world, um, and it can. Be, it you know, that can only be good for it. And um, I really hope that it gets to a point where women's football is that is that viable alternative um, for a lot of people. And it's just great to get. More people involved in football, um, you know, more girls involved, because it's always been one of those in this country anyway, um, very much a, a man's a man's sport, and um, when really it's it's not, it's a, it's, it's a completely inclusive option. Um, so so yeah, very very happy for the W WSL, um, and just just you know just keep it coming, keep keep the quality coming, um, and. Uh, and and yeah hopefully in the future um they can you know almost be be up there with the men's game in terms of commerciality and and then that makes it easier to to close the pay gap and everything like that as well um yeah brilliant fantastic anyway on to the men's premier league um four games in been a good season so far um obviously liverpool topping in the league with four wins out of four Uh, Manchester City second uh, with, still unbeaten, three wins, one draw. uh, The draw against Tottenham. A game which I have no idea how City didn't win it. Um, You know, Spurs did their job and and, and nicked the draw. Lucas Moura coming on, the smallest man on the pitch, managing to, to score the header from the corner, thanks to some poor City defending. But, I mean, City had something like 28 attempts. Um, and about half of those on target as well. Uh, so how that game ended—a two-all draw—I'll never know. Spurs only had two, sh- three shots, and two on target, and they scored two of them. So clinical, you could argue. Um, but I mean, yeah, City should have been more clinical at the other end. But you know, Spurs, Spurs did well to to, to get the draw out of it. Um, obviously, the, the the North London derby has happened. Um, that ended in a draw. Um, And I just think It's one of those at the moment with Arsenal and Spurs I feel like they're closer together Than they have been for a long time Um, I think Arsenal are going to start pushing Spurs again A worrying stat for for Tottenham Is that they've In in the Premier League um, In the last 33 games They've lost something like 14 of them They've lost 14 in the last 33 games, including that, like that, that North London derby. Um, and I just wonder, just what is, is there something going on behind the scenes there? Um, Pochettino, this morning has been, there's um, been a bit of money fall onto him with the bookies, and he's he's been installed as the favourite to be the next manager to leave. Um, now, often you know the bookies get things wrong, and, and that's fine. And there were a lot of rumours flying around before the before the derby that. Uh that was gonna be Pochi's last game, but I always find that rumour strange because why would you stay on? What's the point? Um Yeah, I just I, I don't know, there's something not quite right at Spurs. Erickson wants to leave for sure. Um Pochettino doesn't seem too happy even though you know they spent 55 million on La so 64 million on and Don Um Yeah, there's something not quite right there. Uh, you know and, and it, it just make, just sort of makes you wonder just how much longer this, this Spurs team are going to stay together because you know they're not winning trophies at the moment um, although they are a very good side and they're well well within a shout, um of winning the trophies winning any trophy maybe not the Premier League I think Man City and, and Liverpool are, are head and shoulders above everyone else really um, and, I, and I sort of see them keeping pace with each other again and, and and um, pretty much, sort of, one of them just sort of walking away with it. Really, um, I think it was 25 points between second and third last year, which is too much of a gap. Um, but yeah, so, so so yeah, so I think. But I think this year has got to be the year for Spurs to to nick a League Cup or an FA Cup, just something to get the ball rolling for them, really. Um, it's a very intriguing race for fourth place. Very intriguing race. But the thing I'm finding most intriguing at the moment, um, and a lot of people are talking about it, is can somebody break the top six? Um, for me, uh, obviously, as I said earlier, I'm a West Ham fan. I don't see West Ham doing it this season. Um, I think the, the, the teams that are in with a shout are you know Leicester, Wolves, um, us and Everton. I think if you, could, if you had to pick four that could maybe nick that last that sixth spot um, and at the moment it, it like it looks like they'd be wrestling it away from Chelsea um but I don't see how I I, I just I, th- I think we're a good side but defensively we're a bit frail uh, we've got but we've got a better attack than we've had for a long time um but I just don't think I think everton uh, Everton are, are a funny side because they're still they still just don't look like they're settling, and, and they or have settled, and they still don't look like um, uh, that. You know, people like Theo Walcott, and it's just not really coming to the fore, and, and, and not really hitting form for them. Um, but they've made some decent signings over the summer. I think Alex Iwobi, um was a good signing, um, and I think that he will go on and do do very very well for Everton um, because I think Everton are, are a, they're a brave team, they're a brave team going forward. Um and to me that can be very telling and very important, particularly for a team um who's looking to sort of finish best of the rest or nick sixth. Um if you're brave brave enough going forward um, and do it with enough confidence, teams will fear you. Um and I think Everton are, are that sort of side. Um Wolves Wolves, for me, if I'm doing this, these in order, I'd say I'm getting it about right for myself at the moment. I think West Ham, probably the least likely. Everton, third. Wolves, I think you'd have to put a second favourites to break the top six. Um, really, really good team. Great Portuguese contingent. Um, manager that knows how all of his players work and how all of his players think. Um, and I think if they had anybody else at the helm, maybe it wouldn't be as successful. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think Wolves they took the most points off of the top six teams last season out of everyone in the league apart from Manchester City. Um, so I mean that that sort of tells you everything you need to know. Um, I think personally, <laughs> Wolves could be in with a shout of of going quite far in the Europa League. Um, I don't know about winning it because it very difficult to win it once those sort of those third place group stage Champions League sides start to drop in. Um, it does make it very difficult, but uh, but yeah, I think they're um, they're very good side wolves, and 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 I think they're they're well in with the shout of nicking top six this year and uh, and getting into Europe again. Now my favourite for um, maybe breaking the top six instead of. I think Chelsea at the moment um, is Leicester City Uh, still unbeaten in the league two wins and two draws Um, they've just got a really good I know they lost Harry Maguire um, but I don't at the moment they don't look like they're missing him I'm a huge fan huge fan of James Madison Um, I think he's technically very good I think he could be the missing piece to the England puzzle as well um and I mean that, that man Jamie Vardy just shows no signs of, of, of slowing down. Um I mean he's not getting any younger, he must be sort of thirty-two, thirty-three now. Um but he just he looks after himself so well and he works so hard and last weekend he scored the most classically like vintage Jamie Vardy goal. Um I think you'll ever see that the, the, the long ball over the top. He got in behind the defenders. Goalkeeper committed himself, and he just lobbed it. He just lobs it over him on the half volley. It's a fantastic goal, um, and yeah. So I, I really think that Leicester, uh, with Brendan Rodgers at the helm as well, we know how good he is. We know how far he took Liverpool um, with it, it. You know, it, with a team that's nowhere near as good as the team Klopp's got now. Um, we know how far he took them took them to within a you know <laughs> within a slip of the title um, and uh, and then obviously Celtic won, won loads of trophies but you know how much sort of emphasis you can put on that or how much kudos you can really give him for that I don't know because over the last 10 years they've had no real competition up there um, but but yeah so that that's why I think I think Leicester have just got that little bit extra um, that just that, that team ethic, that way of playing, um, and they're just and, and they're just a little bit more organised than the others. Uh, I feel so. I think if anyone's going to break into the top six, it'll be them. Um, relegation wise, uh, I think it's a tough one this year. I think there are a few teams that, that could surprise us. Um, I think Norwich have looked good. I know. I know that they, that they lost four-one to Liverpool. Um, but I think it's. I mean, you, you expect that anyway. That, that's not a game. That's not one of the games where they were going. Oh right, this is a must-win game. If they got anything out of it, it was a bonus. Um, but yeah, I think they they're, they're the team that have most impressed me since they came up. Um, and Timu Puki has so far proved people wrong. Five goals in his first three games for Norwich. Um, well, no, in in the Premier League, um, so very impressive. Uh, but I do wonder just how long how long he's going to sustain that for. Um, there are a few sides that have looked good early doors, Crystal Palace, for example, as well. Um, but again, I don't really see Palace maintaining it, um, just because I just don't, I think I think Zaha. I personally think Zaha's overrated massively. I am um, i don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a good player. I think Palace is his level. I think the highest he could go is at Everton. Um, I think he's all tricks, no substance, really. So if they're so heavily reliant on a player like that, um, it becomes very, very difficult. Very, very difficult for them to sustain anything that means they'll break into top six or anything like that. I sort of, I reckon they'll finish mid-table. Um, but I, you know, I, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. And because and, you know, you always want to see if, if they, if he is going to be a great player, come and be a great player. That's all we want to see is great players in the Premier League. Um, but I just don't see it with Wilf, unfortunately. Um, I personally think Watford are in massive trouble. Um, Big surprise yesterday when they got rid of uh, Javi Gracia. Um, I think it was a big surprise for a lot of people. But then we should have known the type of owners they've got. If they've only got one win in ten, they're going to pull the trigger. Um, But to bring bring Kike Sanchez-Flores back, I think the club's moved on since that era. Um, Good manager, though, he is. And and, and he was good for Watford um, in that first season back up in the Premier League. I just don't know. I don't know whether it's... It feels like a step back. It feels like Watford don't really have any sort of plan now. Um, got to an FA Cup final last year, or, although, you know, they did get absolutely trounced in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Watford could be could be in serious trouble. I know we're only four games in, but three defeats and a draw... Um, just isn't good it's is not good enough not even you know losing losing 3-1 to West Ham West Ham were comfortable that day it's just not good enough for them Um I think it will be the bottom three Watford erm uh, I think Sheffield United might wane I know they're sitting 10th at the moment I think they'll ever they could do sort of a Blackpool, have a good first half of the season, and then just drop off second half of the season, as Blackpool did all those years ago. Um, and maybe Norwich, maybe Norwich, maybe maybe uh, Brighton or or Bournemouth. Uh, I think Newcastle will be okay. I think they brought, you know, Rafa left, and, and and nobody was sure about Steve Bruce um but he's you know he's got so much premier league experience and he's got so much experience in and around the sort of lower mid table to to sort of relegation battle area that I think he he's not a bad choice for them not a bad choice at all so um if any newcastle fans think that, that I'm completely wrong and, and 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 don't like that then of course please you know just send me some send me send me your comments, send me your questions um but i think I think Bruce he'll do all right there. I think he'll do all right there. He did a good job at Hull birmingham um yeah he's done a, he's he's done a decent wiggling he did a good job he's done a done a decent job wherever he's gone, and then whenever they've got rid of him, they've had trouble afterwards um but yeah, I think he's decent um now that was i sort of rushed tried to rush through as much as I could there. Um, just because I know I've been gone for a long time, um but please any comments, any questions please just just put them in um send them over uh and I will answer as many of those as I can um in the next podcast uh I hope you've enjoyed this one i just try to keep them keep them short and sweet because i'm going to be doing them more regularly um oh, and uh I would like to. Uh, congratulate Sergio Ramos on making it 167 international appearances for Spain. That equals uh, Ica Casillas, uh, who's, who holds the record. Uh, many more to come, I'd say, for Sergio as well. So, um, not, not, I mean, I don't know if he'll break 200, but he's uh, he's been very, very successful. Won two European Championships, World Cup. So, congratulations, Sergio. Um, yeah, and we'll see tomorrow night England versus Kosovo uh, down at St Mary's in Southampton Very interesting game, Kosovo obviously a new team on the block really um, And England looking to, to carry on their 100% record um, So yeah, uh, tomorrow I will, If you know, if I get to do one tomorrow I'll go through what I think the lineup should be uh, Look at the squad um, as well Um, and see what else is what what the other rumours of the day are and and go through those as well alright so cheers for listening Um, and I'll speak to you soon take care everyone